When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Right. Iceberg. Big. 183rd Street. Feel this so I can have a nice. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. You back and you back. <laughs> I should look like a stank. What's that over there, dude? I know, man. Nothing I really want to give you. I know. It's all right. Niggas can't be choosers. Point three. Thank you. I ain't throw the whole shit in there, man. You smoke dizzy. Throw it. I don't care. Thank you. Love what you. What that mean, nigga? Love you. This nigga's wild annoying, Dot. I don't know if I don't Yo, know if you, you tuned into our shit, man, but this this nigga really annoys me a lot. So good. He's one of my good friends, you know what I mean? I love him to death, you know what I mean? The nigga nigga annoys me, annoys me. You know what I mean? He's one of one of them type of niggas. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, What's a friend that ain't annoying sometimes? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. My best friend. Yeah. I heard you. See what I'm saying? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, if you've been smoking rock or under a rock, you're now tuned into the Personal Party Podcast. Cheer. Nigga got, oh, he also got the wackest ad lib and podcast. We history. here, baby. I'm hyped. We here with it. Yo, said the legend. Yo, said. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get it going, my nigga. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's all like popcorn. Let's go, smoke. Yeah. Smoke Look, nigga. man. You know what I mean? I wanted to keep this legend thing going. And, and you know, and I like to talk to my senseis. I like to talk to, to the niggas that inspire me, that push me, that, that I respect, that I honor. And, and you know, we was talking behind the scenes already, Dot. So I'm gonna go on and say our shit is conversations. Yeah. I mean, we just having a conversation. Teacher to the student, you know, I always wanna learn. I'm I'm always asking questions anyway. Yeah. So this is just a regular little smoke. There's a questionnaire. How I, I be doing. Friend but to friend. Friend though. to friend. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I got it. But anyway, you know what I mean? I got my motherfucking big brother, the legendary. Derek D. Jot Angeletti and yeah. this motherfucker. Indeed. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's big. Legendary. Extraordinary. Legendary. Extraordinary. And very, very necessary. Facts. <laughs> one, you know what I mean? One of one of the few senseis that say, hey, Dizzy, that's not right. Wrap that over. Or nah. Too many syllables. Drop that word. Yeah. You know what I mean? Pick up the pace. Pick up the pace. You know what I mean? You... <laughs> give me give me one of them things that yeah, make me yeah. do this. You know yeah, what I mean? Let's get a bop going. Let's get on. a bop going. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Oh, we got another Brooklyn mighty in here too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly. That's how it you know what I mean? BK. Like that's yeah. big BK in here. Crown Heights. East Flatbush. East Flatbush? Yeah. Fenimore between Troy and Albany, baby. Uh... Oh. Yeah, right there, right around the corner from Wingate and all that. Man, that's that a big spot right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got, I got, I got family members over here on Tilden. Okay, I went to Tilden. It's crazy. I went to Tilden High School. You yeah. already know. Yeah. So. This nigga knows somebody everywhere. So he always got some family somewhere. It's like, yeah, I got family. Yeah, I got family. Got a big oh. family, nigga. My grandfather had eleven kids. Now you be, I believe you. You be knowing what you be talking about because clearly your shit be very descriptive. Thirty-five so grandchildren. I'm one of them. Yeah. Facts. We deep. 35 grandchildren. That's we deep. deep. That's he had deep. 11 kids. One of my uncles had nine kids. Yikes. One had eight. Yikes. And they all just stacked up. Yikes. I'm the middle one. That's crazy, right? That's Yikes. crazy. Go ahead. That's crazy. 
But anyway, I got to walk in gym in this motherfucker. You know what I mean? And like I said, I didn't even prepare to ask no questions because I just wanted to just have a conversation. Let's do it. Because we was already gone. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like, for me, it's no secret. I always I always ask you about big. I'm always right. asking you big questions because yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm fucking obsessed with the era that y'all guys blueprinted. You know what I mean? And, and And to know where you at, you got to know where you came from. You know what I mean? And my style came from from y'all, from watching y'all and being a student and learning. And, you know, when I got more deep into rap and really started to study the credits and and study the magazines and, and really be a savant for the craft, I started to learn the production side of things. You know what I mean? So... Like I said, Life After Death, I always say that. That's my favorite album of all time, the most complete, best album of That's all a time. Fact, to me. That's to me, you know too. What I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What's yours? That's love. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if I have one. I mean, I, I told Dizzy earlier, being a part of it, obviously, I feel blessed and honored, but we made Life After Death based on other movies. Mm. You understand know what I'm saying to you? So, it's pieces of movies in there. If you go back and listen, that's how we made albums. We made albums based on movies, and I'm sure a lot of other studios and a lot of the record companies did the same thing. So, I admired Tupac's albums, Outkast albums, Nas albums, you know, even Mob Deep albums. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, Big Daddy Kane albums. So, you know, I get it, though, because... Big, it's like lightning in a bottle, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people say he only made two albums, but technically he made four. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because he wrote Kim album, mm. the Junior Mafia album. So in a four-year span, he made five albums because Life After Damn. Death was a double album. Facts. And Born Again, ain't nobody, nobody count that because he wasn't here? Yeah, nah. Born that, again, don't count. Born that, again, don't really, that don't count. That don't count. That's that like was, a that wasn't, Yeah, that was like a mashup. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Ready to Die, Junior Mafia, Little Kim, Life After Death, double albums. So that's five albums from 94 to 97. Hmm. That's prolific. That's prolific. Prolific. That's prolific. That's platinum prolific. albums. Yeah, that's prolific. Platinum albums. Hit records. Hit, hit single records after hit everything. single after hit single. So for those that don't know, in a three-year span, five albums was put out, you know, so that's probably why the effect he had on people, because you didn't realize you just OD'd on B.I.G. without even realizing it. Mm. It was all in your It, it was, was all, all in, in your veins. Yeah, it was all in the veins, all you know in your saying? DNA. Like it was all in your veins. Like that. Mm. Yeah. Yo, I ain't going to hold you. <clears throat> when I was younger, like, Ready to Die was a little aggressive for me. So I like that's not aggressive. What kind of word? Like yeah, when I say aggressive, yeah. now 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 bust it. Like I yeah. said when I was younger, mm-hmm. right? Right. So when I was younger, I also got in life after death. It came out when I was in seventh grade. Yeah. So I was able to digest that and get that better now because maybe at that point it was a little more commercial for my ear mm. as a youngin. Yeah. Now suicidal thoughts and yeah, all that other songs. all the dark shit on mm-hmm. on ready to die kind of scared yeah. me you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. like like the like the singles it, you know i i, I love biggie i knew yeah, that, but that wasn't on ready to die though big papa juicy you feel me like that that Obviously, we wanted know that's the wanted. Wanted one, it was like okay, I could fuck with it. Okay, it was a story, but it's 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 a story, but it's it's hardcore, but it's Biggie. Okay, that's Biggie when he hardcore, right? Yeah. And but then it had, like I said, the suicidal thoughts and like yeah. the other joints, and yeah. it was like it was a little hard for me to digest yeah. back then. And even when I listen to it now, I'm like I'm so used to hearing Big in that life after death pocket that. I don't want to hear nothing else because that, that shit was, was so graduation for him though. Mm-hmm. That was graduation too. So what people heard, you didn't hear that on Ready to Die because he he wasn't in that space. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The flows was different. The attitude was different. You know what I'm saying? And the music changed in that short period of time. The, the texture of the music changed. And his experiences were different too. Mm-hmm. So what you're hearing is a whole bunch of no experiences 
mm. you know, in a short period of time, you know. And so that's probably why Life After Death had the effect on people. He was a student of hip hop, so he was able to tell them stories in a way that it put you right there in the room. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, when we made albums, we was making movies. So we, you know, we was looking at movies, real life movies. We'd be sitting in the studio looking at real life movies and how they put together and say, you know, cinematically, that's gorgeous. Like the score of the movie or, or like no, just the, the, movie, just the itself, movie itself? the movie itself. Right. So how could we musically make that? Like scenes breaking mm. down. And- when something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Yeah, how can we musically make our shit cinematic like that? Mm-hmm. Musically, so it feels like you watching it on screen mm-hmm. without the video. Fuck a video. You know what I'm saying? And that's how we made all our albums. Mm-hmm. You know how did saying? you meet Big? I met Big through Puffin' them. You know, from being around. I met him in like 93, from being around. I just came home and I um, started fucking with Puff and them, but they lived up in um, Scarsdale. Puff had everybody living up there. Mark Pitts, Harv, and Groovy Lou, and all of them. Mm-hmm. The team. But I was living at mom's crib in the basement, and she wasn't having that going to live with grown men shit and not paying no bills. So she's like, "Nigga, you got to get a job, drop some money every Friday on this counter, and you can go do what the fuck you want to do. So I did that. I got a job, and I would meet them niggas every night after work. And so it just got in where I fit in. You know, I wasn't really working for them. I was just, those were all my Howard friends who's making moves now. I just came off the television screen Mm -hmm. from being a rapper. Mm -hmm. I ain't doing that no more. So now, you know, I'm one of them. Yo, didn't I see you on Video Music Box? Yeah. When I first met Big, I reached my hand out to give him a pound. He said, nigga, I know who you are. I watch you on Video Music Box. Right, right, right. <laughs> so that made me feel instant comfy. You right. know what I'm saying? I knew a couple of his OGs because I grew up on, um, my father lived in, um, in Best-Stuy on Bainbridge between Ralph and Howard. So I knew a lot of his OGs that played ball and shit like that in Brevoy Projects, you know, mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm. ways down, but, you know, and then... um. I got to meet him and D-Rock and Gutter and all of them and C's. And we just clicked because, you know, Brooklyn style, we just yeah. clicked. Yeah. And plus, I used to be an MC. Well, I was an MC. Emma MC. Emma still MC. A, so, right. Still right. an MC, right. right. So I could relate a little bit more to anybody else in the room because I had already been on the road, already know what it was like. So he could sit down and quiz me that, you know, Puffy couldn't give him that same thing or Hoff couldn't give him that same thing because they, they didn't have that experience. And I did. I know what it's like to be signed to a label. I know what it's like to have A&Rs all in your shit and you not having the control and having to hit the road and eating peanut butter jelly sandwiches, staying at Days Inns and five niggas to a room, you know, that type of shit. You know what I mean? I, I, I knew all that. So I was able to relate to him. And so, and then plus, because I was an MC, he trusted my ear. To, and I'm already a 100 nigga. Like, mm-hmm. my mom's always told me the shortest distance between the two points is a straight line. You know what I'm saying? That's mathematics. That's hard. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a direct nigga, as you know, there's a trust. You know, I, I, I that way nigga that way nigga gotta misconstrue what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? That's a college word, misconstrue. Yeah, so you said you was in college. You said you went to Howard, right? I went to Howard University, yes sir. Shout out to HU. Yeah. Um I didn't graduate though, because we went off to go do our thing in the music business, but I went to Howard. I went to Tilden in Brooklyn. I graduated from Tilden. I did mm-hmm. get my High school, High school diploma. diploma. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> yeah. So, so y'all, you met Puffy and Howard? I met Puffy and Howard, 87. I got there 86. He came 87. All of us met Howard. Harv, Mark Pitts, Groovy Lou, Puff, Chris Latimer. That's crazy. Yeah, That's a hell of a class. Yo. Yeah. That's fucking That's Yo, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Shout out to HU, baby. You know. So that was real impactful. And to see your man, you know, come up and do his thing, you know, we rallied around him. And say, yo, you know, he doing his thing. Who this Diddy? This is Puff, yeah. Yeah. Well, y'all, you know, Diddy, love, whatever he calls it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm just, <laughs> love still, now. He's still Puff to me. Right. You know what I mean? That's my fan. But to see him doing his thing was was actually love for us. So it's like, you know, 
damn, we can help him and do our thing simultaneously. Mm-hmm. I'm on board. You know what I'm saying? So Puff started out throwing parties and shit, right? Well, we threw parties at Howard, yeah. And we was called a black man in Puerto Rican production. That's how black we got the Puerto Rican production. That's how we start doing our thing. And then I went and got a record deal, Two Kings in the Cypher. I was signed to RCA and he worked for Uptown. Mm-hmm. So we both left and to come, you know, come. But I stayed in DC. He moved back to New York. So, you know, it's 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 just, you know, I, I know I know a lot of people got a lot of questions about them errors, you know what I'm saying? In that era, but the realization was that it's just it was just a moment in time that you know, it was like, wow. You don't realize we all sitting in the room and we about to make some motherfucking magic. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we all, everybody in, you know, like, team break. You right, know what right. I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's that type right. of shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. How did you start getting, how did you get into music? I was a rapper. I started off as a rapper in a group called Two Kings and a Cypher. Me mm-hmm. and Ron Lawrence, who I ended up producing with, right. we That's was in a group crazy. called Two Kings and a Cypher. And we made some records. We dropped the album in 91. Matter of fact, August 13th was our 30-year anniversary of our wow. album dropping. Yeah, so shout out to Ron Lawrence. And um, and then, you know, we went through that industry nigga, 4,080 shit, you know, record company, whatever that tip yep, shit. That yep, was, you yep. know, we went through that. Um, You know, we ended up losing our deal in 93. Um, And that's when I said, you know, um, uh, shit got a little dark. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time. Um, Puff got fired, so it was dark for everybody from uptown. Huh? Yeah, so yeah. everybody's in. You know, we in dark mode, scrambling. Yeah, and then some light came, hmm. and that's when everybody said we saw the light at the end of the tunnel. We could see it. It's real. It's real small, but we all see it. You see it. I see it. You see it. Yeah, we all see it. <sighs> Take a deep breath. Let's go. And as you got getting closer and closer, the lights start getting, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. more brighter, more brighter, more brighter. And then we start figuring it out. Oh, okay. This is the path we should be on. Let's exploit it. Form hmm. like Voltron. And then if you get an artist like Big, you get an artist like Mary J, you get an artist like Faith, you get artists like Mason and, and, and all of them, next thing you know, shit start clicking. You know what I mean? But yeah. Coming, graduated '86, and then went to went to Howard, dropped out to do the music shit. Y'all niggas had a formula, you know what I mean, and the formula still works up to this day. It's a formula that it's a hit record formula, you know what I mean. As far as structure goes, as far as air candy goes, as far as I, not even just make you dance, but make you move, make you feel. It's even something. deeper than that, fam. It's even deeper than that, and it's much simpler to be honest with you. We service providers. Mm. Talk about it. So, supply and demand. Supply and demand. Hmm. But you got to know what's going to work in your neighborhood that ain't there. So, for example, wherever we at right now, somebody figured out a pizza shop is going to work here because there ain't one within a 10-block radius. Hmm. So, if I open up a pizza shop right here, it could work because they're going to come. So you got to know your personnel. You got to know your area. And uh-huh. so it took a little studying and realized, you know, we kind of drug dealers, you know. And so if <laughs> they so, so if they want the red tops, let's give them the red tops. Mm-hmm. Let's not try to get them purple laces when that's not what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. And then when you got, once I got, once we got their attention, then you could throw in the sideshow shit that you really want them to see and really mm-hmm. want them to get. And then bomb. Right. Now they fully. Now they. Now we got all their attention. They. They. You know. Now they pretty much accept whatever we give them. And if this. And then also Prince said it best. We got to see the sign of the times. Music really dictates the sign of the times. Hmm. So whatever's going on, we got to facilitate that. So right now, I'm sure there's niggas that's making records right now about the COVID and about Facts. you know and about Afghanistan and all types of shit going on because that's what the times we in. You know what I mean? So that's what we did. Just, you know, and if you go back into the 70s, 80s, and 60s, you know, Marvin Gaye was talking about what's going, going on because that's what, what it, that's what it was. Then you got to mm-hmm. the 70s and it was disco and motherfuckers was talking about shake your booty and do all this other shit because that's what it was. <laughs> you get what I'm right, saying? So right, we're going right. to have a lot of booty records, going to have a lot right. of shake, shake, shake records and all that type of shit. 
Then the 80s came. It was really braggadocious. I'm this, I'm that. Mm-hmm. I, I was listening to EPMD the other day. That nigga Parrish Smith, brothers on my jock. Niggas on my jock. Jock, jock, jock. <laughs> it was always on my jock. I was like, yo, that, that, you know, yeah, niggas was on your jock in here. That's how niggas felt. You on my jock, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was bugging the fuck out. I was like, yo, Parrish, every record, somebody was on that nigga's jock, for real. But that was the era because, you know, you bite niggas biting. You know, you know, in that era. So, right. you know, and so... We just took advantage of that, man. Everybody was able to... The beauty of our shit was everybody was able to express themselves and bring something to the table. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. I was one of them old school cats that called Gats Toolies. Mm-hmm. So let's Paul put Black's that in the rhyme. That let's put Paul that in Black the rhyme. Because, mm. you know, D-Rock would always bug out, you know, fuck with me because they talk in the studio. My shit, I had a little joint I could put in my pocket. You know, you wouldn't even know I had it on me. That's my tool. That's my tool. So hold on. So that's that's where that line came from. I can't. I can't necessarily say that's where the line came from. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. But, you know, I'm around all day, so you would right, think. Right, and, it was inspired and it ain't, by and it ain't, right. Yeah, it's inspired, you know. And, right, right. You know, I could tell you lines that we some were definitely inspired, but, you know, I'm just giving you the example of we used everything around us. Right. That was the beauty of what was there. Like, you know what I'm saying? We used everything around us. To incorporate and nobody minded because mm. if it worked, it worked. You know what I'm saying? Right. If it worked, it worked. And that's really what we was on. It wasn't on, it got to be this way, it got to be this way. We saw the bigger picture, but let's, you know, try some shit, throw some ingredients in the pot, taste it, and eh, let's try it. Eh. Oh, that works. Mm. Let's go. You know what I mean? Oh, See, yeah. because, you know, for one, you're an MC. Right. Overall. So you see through the bullshit. That's one. Two, you're a hell of a producer. You got an ear. You know what works. Three, you're an A&R. Right. You know talent. I'm a songwriter, too. You're a songwriter. Right. We right. add that on too. Yeah, I gotta right. add that. So right, nah, you got a yeah, Grammy. I, know, so I mean, I got a you got a motherfucking Grammy. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the end of the day, right. so you know, what I mean, you already won. I always tell you that, like, nigga, you already won. This right. is why, you know, what I mean, I gotta. I'm only <laughs> listening to the niggas that won already. Right, yeah. I got so you you was already a player coach early. Right. Right. Now it's a lot of great artists that you work with, and I'm sure a lot of them, like myself, stuck in our ways. As oh, far yeah. as you oh, know, yeah. mm. wanting to do something that that's true to us, but it's not true to make no money, mm. right? Because sometimes, like you know me, I'm a rapidy ass nigga. I love to rap, right? And, and even you would tell me like, but, but where's the where's the joints like? And you and you like nigga, I know you can make them. I watch you make them, right. and then I would, and you know, just this is the conversation we had. I'm like, right. yo, well, I don't feel like my crowd want that from me, right? Because that ain't what they want, but it ain't about always, like you said, it's not always about what they want. But also, it's about you said not being, about being complacent. True. You said something about being true to yourself. That's that's a true statement. But on the flip side of it, sometimes an artist walk in and don't really know who they are yet. Mm. Talk to them. So talk about that. So a lot of times, what they what they say is you see yourself through other people. So you know what I'm saying. So perfect example is when I first met Murder I heard him all over the tapes when I met him that's not what I expected to see Mm. I would have introduced that nigga to my daughter Mm. Dimples 
cut everything fresh to death from oh, head to toe. Yeah, 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 Murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-murder-
this is the one we want to go with. They made it just they to shut it. y'all niggas up. Shut us the fuck up. Because we making them niggas rap on shit. Like, oh, we got to rap on this. Styles P, especially. I love, you know, Panero is my nigga. It's if my I made brother. Panero, Panero, and me and Panero about the same height. We literally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I made Panero even think about writing a rhyme over, or Puff made him think about rhyme over, that nigga face. He'd get this jail face on like he'd get ready to <laughs> razor a nigga up. You know what I'm saying? But they do it. So finally, they walked in with that record. Wow. And got mad because this nigga Puff danced up and down the fucking hey, like, this the studio. One. That shit hard. The beat fire. It, it, Everything it was fire hard. about that. It was hard. But L.O.X. wasn't murder. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And we teetered and tottered with that. Meanwhile, money, power, respect is really where we need to be. Can I live is really where we need yeah. to be. That's really where that's we need to fact. be. That's you know what I'm saying? Chest to chest, back to back, back is really yeah. where we need to be for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But we teetered on that other shit. You get what I'm saying mm-hmm. to you? So you got to respect them for giving it that old college try. Right. Failure is really preparation for winning. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So they didn't fail at it. It just was eye-opening to say, you know what? Okay, we tried it. Jay-Z tried it with all that sunshine shit and all that shit. Yeah, he tried all that shit. You had to give it that college try because you never know. Mm. You never know. Murder walked in like, this is where I'm going. It was was a home run. But he wanted to go there. Once Uh. the murder was off... Once he realized, oh, they love me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't got to do this that mixtape shit I was doing earlier with L and all of them. Mm. I could do it, but I could do it a little special now. Because on Clue Tapes, he was still flaming shit. Oh, yeah, because he's nice. Been flaming nice. shit. But there's a way to texture that to where you still think I'm nice from a... Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Dumb it down just enough to get the soft legs involved. But I dare you, any of you other niggas, to come. I dare you. That's why he was able to get on down the lines without a problem. Hmm. Then you look at other MCs who tried it. You don't hear them on down the lines. Mm-hmm. You don't hear them on them type of records because niggas didn't respect them from the jump. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Unless they made it themselves and asked other niggas to get on their records. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. So no mm-hmm. disrespect to certain people out there, but there's other rappers that we didn't call mm-hmm. to say, come get on this record with us. It's no need. Right. <laughs> right. We got everything we need right, right here. Right. Mm-hmm. And was DMX kind of joined the squad, you know, as a, you know, a cousin. And we got Cousin Kim. Our cypher's complete, nigga. Hmm. We got commercial from the hardest to the hard, from the pretty to the dog pound, however you dog, we we got it all. And that's really, you know, what, what we was trying to achieve, where we can kind of out- isolate ourselves from everybody and keep this shit all in here. You got all the producers you need. You know what I'm saying? We got everything you need. We could do R&B. We could do country. We could do pop rock, nigga, whatever you need. Underground, techno. We could do all of that here. Hmm. You get what I'm saying? So when you got all that, why not try all that? One-stop shop. That's crazy. Try it. If it don't work, you know, it don't work. We talked about Snoop Dogg. That nigga made a gospel album, nigga. Nigga everything. Pop rate. That nigga made everything. Nigga made a fucking 70s Can album. Can you imagine him not trying it? He might not be the Snoop Dogg we That's know to this day. And he right back in the fucking gangster Snoop that I grew up on. The first because he already established himself. Paper. That's what I was telling you. Bro, you're, bro, your shoulders, you brush your shoulders off. They are, it's already, you're already in. You're already in the get along gang. So trying other records is not going to be like, yo, this nigga does a, tried this shit so he's not nice no more. Hmm. Right. So I dare you. Say I'm not nice no more. Try it. Try it. Test me. That's kind of how the attitude 
you got to have. And that's the attitude we have with them. So, LOX, don't be afraid to trust. So, that's why they went and tried it. But that, I know I drifted, but that was the nah, story. No, nah, no, I got it. Nah, that, that, yeah, that was, was great. You know, I love, yeah. I love the story. Yeah, that was the story. Come on, story. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love it. And, no, go ahead. I'm not going to. No, no, no. Not ask. Who inspired you, D? Me? Yes. Shit. LL Cool J. Mm. Grandmaster Cass, Cold Crush. Grandmaster Flowers from Brooklyn. I don't know if y'all up on the original Grandmaster Flowers. James Brown DJ, right? Well, he wasn't. He DJed at a James Brown concert at Yankee Stadium in 1969. So that's why Brooklyn niggas have a problem with the origin of hip hop. So you think hip hop started in Brooklyn or the Bronx? What you think? I don't know where it started. I'm just saying that. There were things going on in the different boroughs that weren't documented the same way it was documented in the Bronx. That makes sense. You get what I'm saying to you? And in Queens. Because in Queens, you had some of the DJs way before Flash that he'll tell you he grew up listening to hmm. that are in their almost 70s now that were the first dudes to bring speakers out to the park or the first dudes, you know, before there was a mixer, niggas just had to drop the needle there was no mixer. So you had to take the turntables and drop the needle so in the spot you need. You had to be precise. Mm. Then the white man, I forgot his name, he came up with the mixer. That threw the game <coughs> all over the place. So now it's like, you know what I'm saying? Right. So these are things that ain't really documented from the Bronx hip hop. The Bronx hip hop really was a party and, you know, the MC and the DJ. What was like, you know. Okay, party people in the place to be. You know what I'm saying? It was that guy. You know what I'm saying? Don't so forget to don't forget yeah. to tip your bartenders. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right, you know right. what I'm saying? License plate number seven five two. They towing your car right now. You might want to go out. That was it was a master of ceremonies to keep the crowd hype. Right. And then slowly but surely the busy bees and 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 um and the Hollywoods and these guys would you know, now throw your hands in the yeah. air and wave them like you just don't care. It started yeah. it started gradually getting into Mic control, crowd control, you know what I'm saying, master ceremonies. And then you got the MC-manship start coming out. So then you get the Melly Mel's, you get the Cool Mo D's, you get the, the Grandmaster Kazes and, and the whole crew, and you get the Furious, and you get all of these dudes and the Jazzies, and they coming. They coming. Well, KRS is a little later. He came a little later. He came a little later. But these guys are the formulation of what we are now. The wordplay wasn't the same. Because they, we still in ABC mode. Mm -hmm. And we still coming out of the disco era. So the niggas we love, they got jerry curls. They wearing flanges on their jackets. Right. You know, we still trying to boom. And then Run DMC comes and says, we don't got to look like that. Sneakers, jeans. Oh, there's a lot of us mm -hmm. from the hood, Brooklyn, saying, yeah, I really wasn't with the, you know, the curls down with the beads coming mm -hmm. off. Even though that was hip hop. It was disco-ish. It was, right, right, and even right. then, if you watch some of the documentaries and hear some of the old Castell stories, there was a battle within them. So guys usually got dressed up when they hung out. And now the rappers ain't really dressing up the same. So they really didn't want them niggas around. Mm. So they battling amongst themselves, and the Hickam Run DMC just creeping through like, okay, while y'all battling each other, we gonna set a tone. Then LL Cool J, to me, who should be the logo for hip-hop, because he came with how we look right now. This is how he looked back in 1981, right, 82, right, right. 83. Facts. Like the hustlers. Facts. Mm -hmm. Now, whoever he jacked from is fine. Mm -hmm. But he made it popular to look like this. Lick your lips for the bitches. And mm. still give you rock the bells. And still give you I need love. And we liked it both. We ain't call them, you know, boom, boom, boom. And then... Then the KRS is coming, and the Cool G Raps is coming. Even the Mikey D from Queens is coming. You know what I'm saying? And you, Kane and Rakim, they coming. Mm -hmm. And they're changing. Everything is evolving. You get what I'm saying? So those are the people that inspired me. I'm with you. Watching that evolution. Watching, you know, MC Light, Debbie, you know, Debbie D and them type of artists. You know what I'm saying? Watching the evolution come to how we get to Lauren Hill. Mm -hmm. How we get to Lil' Kim mm -hmm. How do we get there You had to go through these other chicks You had to go through How do we get to somebody who we like 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 uh, 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 Biggie Or you know You gotta think of Slick Rick <clears throat> Facts. You gotta right. think of You know the greatest storyteller of them all mm -hmm. Who Even was so ahead of his time Right You know what right. I'm saying He was so ahead of his time 
He's doing ad libs. He's doing voices back and forth. One nigga's talking, the other nigga's not. He's mm-hmm. he's doing all of this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So these dudes was from out of space to us. Mm. They just didn't know it. It's crazy. So that's what's, that's kind of the people that inspired me. I know I'll be... Nah, nah, nah. Nah, nah, nah. nah it's great. It's great. Yeah. It's crazy because you say, you know, when I think of Mace, I think of LL. Because that's... Well, that's, that's, from that's the same one of the club. movies we watched to make his album. That's one of the movies we watched, yeah. Uh, the LL Cool J movie. And, and by the way, like I say about Life After Death being a, a well... A perfect album. Yeah. Harlem World was the same. Yeah, and that's not just because I'm from Harlem. Like, you know what I mean? Like and I'm from Brooklyn, right? right? <laughs> like the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? At at the yeah. time when that shit came out, it had so many records. Like, I, the streets didn't even have to choose the singles. The singles was already just the singles. You talking it's about like, for murders? For album? Murder shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just yeah. too many. Yeah. It was too much hot shit. Like it still flows that still lasts to this day right now. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. now, when it came to melodies and flows, right? Because all of these niggas is rappers at the end of the day, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like MCs, like mm-hmm. niggas that came from the era of battle rap, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, when it come to making songs and melodies and shit like that, did they have to get coursed in the shit like that? Like, or or was that just no? The them producer, just falling the, the, the producer artist <clears throat> relationship was great in that era because going into the studio making record was foreign to them. It was, it's a whole different animal than being on stage, going live, doing your routines. It's a whole different animal. You you have to hear yourself, and you got to be in love with your voice on the microphone mm-hmm. in a different atmosphere. It ain't no echo chamber. Yo, 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 yo. It ain't that on your voice. Hmm. You know what I mean? So a lot of MCs got intimidated by that, going into the booth, hearing yourself. You know, one thing I say, I told every MC, you, if you don't love the way you sound to yourself... We ain't going to love you either. That's a fact. That's why the guard came off, because he told Marley and all these niggas, nah, I'm going to rhyme like this. Rakim. Mm. That's that's me. I came through the door. <clears throat> I said it before. <clears throat> nah, I came through the door. I said it before. That wouldn't have sounded that right That wouldn't have sounded right. That wouldn't have been him. So as a producer, you got to sit back and say, wow, I'm learning something right here, because we used to God, and so... That producer artist relationship was great back then. Mo D's and the, like I said, but Mo unfortunately oh. for them, a lot of them. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. By the time they got to make records, it was a little late in their careers to. Sustain. So, like Cold Crush, for example, by the time they got in to make records, they was already ten years in hmm. in the streets. Yeah. That's that's vet time. Hmm. You know, that's like thirty one in the NBA type shit. Right. You're not old, but you almost out. A twenty one year old come trying to come in and bust your ass. Right. Facts. Hard. Run you up and down the court. You know, make you take the third quarter off. Facts. So that's kind of so a lot of them dudes, unfortunately, you know, the first one through the wall always gets the bloodiest. Mm-hmm. So they was the they got the bloodiest. So they labeled us to just walk through uncut. Mm. They already took all the damage. Yeah, because them budgets was different. When yeah, them budgets was different by the time. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That shit was open yeah. up. We had tour buses. Them niggas had tour vans. Right. You know what I'm saying? That type of shit. You know what I mean? So yeah, you know, um, yeah. So you know, they 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 they, they kind of paved the way. But it also helped with the producer-artist relationship because guys wanted to get guided on how to make records. Everybody, every artist goes in thinking, we know what this is. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever saw Rico Love like a year ago. You know, Rico Love, the songwriter. Right I, I love Rico Love. He put up a post about me. And Mark Pitts had brought him up to write some records and do whatever. And Mark said, you need to meet Dida. I brought me to the studio. And at that point, he was on his own dick. He said, I'm so on my own dick. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I'm sitting there like, that, that ain't it, boss. And it fucked him up. Mm. But he got it. He understood. Like, this is a teaching moment for me mm. here. I'm, t- I'm telling him how to breathe. Take some syllables out. Listen to yourself. Let's, let, let's, let's, let's do this here. Let's do this here. 
and it became a it became a real you know teaching tool and i got that from being in the room with the Devontes and the teddy riley's and them type of dudes Fonte. you know what i'm saying so yeah the the producer artist relationship was really great in the in the early 80s late 80s and then into the 90s it started changing with technology you know what i'm saying and, it, and success obviously you know you get a successful album all of a sudden you don't think you need nobody mm. so a lot of the dudes that's why they be like them sophomore efforts be hard if you don't because you might not have the same people around. You might not have the same oh. tools around because you ain't taking the same lessons the same way. Right. You get what I'm saying to you? Listening so. to Wallow the other day, he said, you got to listen while you hot. <laughs> he Facts. said, listen while you hot. Don't yeah. listen while you cold because nobody ain't going to tell you shit while you cold. But yeah, I wanted to get in. He was, um, What was your favorite person to work with out of everybody you worked with? If not, I know you, you don't probably want to say the favorite person, but who was the... Who you had the most connection with in the studio? Man. I spent a lot of time with my partner, Ron Lawrence. Okay. As far as production-wise, he's one of my favorite people to work with because he was very technical. He made me look at things I wouldn't normally look at as a producer. Um, Teddy Riley is a great person to be in the studio with. Um Artist-wise, man, Mace and B.I.G. are probably at a, at a tie because hmm. they knew what the end of the line was going to be. Mm. So now it's just about going into the gym and perfecting. So for A&R, for a producer, for a songwriter, for an artist, that's heaven. It makes my workload. Not as much. Now, don't get it twisted. Other artists like Br, Black Rob, R.I.P. He, he knew. <clears throat> yeah, God bless him. He knew what he wanted to do, but he also didn't know what he wanted to do because he could do it all if he needed to. So it was hard to kind of pinpoint it. That's why it took so long for him to come out. Rob was signed before Mace and the Locks. Hmm. He didn't come out till after them. Because of that, we we trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? We trying to figure it out. Then when them niggas showed up, it was pretty evident what they was going to do. The bars were, you know, just... The posse cuts back then was fucking... Yeah. You know, know, Mary was a joy when she felt like she was a joy. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was a joy... So I, I guess a few of them. I don't really have a favorite, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. I could tell you a few people, you know what I'm saying? Unknown people, too, that never came out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you got the hard-headed niggas and, you know, shit like that. And motherfuckers don't want to do this, don't want to do that. Okay, mm-hmm. no problem. We'll show you. What's your most mm-hmm. memorable session you've been in? Hmm. Most magic happened. Uh, Give me two. I know you've been in so many. I need two. <clears throat> I might need three, but I'll, get, I'll take two. Um... Mary J and Method Man doing the Y'all I Need. Get the fuck out. But the remix. But the remix. The remix was hard. Remix, right. But this this is the story. Them niggas didn't want to put those rhymes he put on that was the same rhymes from the slow one. Mm. So when we was in the studio, we told Meth to do it. Them niggas, all the woo hit us with the Spike Lee. Oh, nah. nigga, they, they, they trying to sell out, nigga. Meth oh, didn't get it. None of them got it at first. We had to get mm. Puff on the phone and all types of shit. And we like, nah, niggas, the same words just over this beat. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like a little hyper, yeah. Yeah, but mm-hmm. same lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, you know, they had the pen and paper out. They was getting ready to write new, new lyrics. Mm-hmm. So that session mm-hmm. was memorable because after he kicked it, Niggas was shaking hands. Yeah, y'all niggas was kind of all right. niggas was kind of all right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, y'all niggas is all right. Y'all niggas could be all right. Y'all niggas is all right. And then, um, damn, that's crazy. Um, hmm. Um, being in Mary session when she made that, um, that, uh, my life. The wow. actual song, my life, you know, just being in the room, 
because we all grew up on the Warriors joint and to hear what Chucky did to it and to hear the passion that she put in it and when it was done, that and, you know, the happy record, me and we had a, there used to be this Virginia Beach weekend and me and Puff drove down together in his car mm-hmm. and that's, that's the only two songs we played for eight hours. It was just them two songs all the way down on repeat. All the way down. Not, we didn't stop to hear nothing That's else. That's back then when you could do that, too. Yeah, though. yeah. yeah. <laughs> On cassette, though. <laughs> <laughs> I rewind that bit. Word, yeah. word. And then, um, hmm. Yeah, so many. Um, uh, the first time I got to do a record with DMX, that was special. Hmm. Because mm-hmm. a nigga gave it his... Yo, that. <laughs> I was like the nigga the, yo, yo, yo yo throw the beat on <laughs> threw the beat on mm-hmm. shit came on for two seconds hmm. alright I got it what do you mean dog what, what do you mean you got it he already had the rhyme in his you know of course. I wrote, this is a beat that I can freak and just drop the real. All right. Niggas done started something. I knew that was it. But um, D and Y and them didn't. was like, yo, he going to spit another verse. I was like, nah, nah, nah. We good. <laughs> <laughs> that shit had nothing to do with money, power, respect. Nigga. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. But the energy just... just shit that came off your body when it started off with the... Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we good. Don't worry about it. I got it. I don't need nothing else. You get what I'm saying? So, Thanks, yeah, that's a couple it's of... one of those things that you instantly know. Yeah. He, he, you know, he didn't mention nothing about getting no money. He didn't mention nothing about no power, no respect. He didn't mention none nothing. of that type of vibe, but it didn't matter. I always thought that. Yeah. It didn't even matter. The beat, the beat is so hard. It didn't even matter. As soon as he came in, this is just a song, bro. No bullshit. It was like It was like niggas didn't like niggas done started something was the same energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Although niggas done started something is just like niggas done start. You already know you could just go. That's an aggressive song yeah, as it is. Yeah. Money, power, respect. The beat was aggressive. The hook was, you know, based on money, power, respect. But what he was saying was a part of power and respect. Right. You know what I mean? The aggressive part. Right. Now, you know what I mean? It's, it's one thing that I'm going to get to. Me and Show was talking about earlier. But then before I get to that. Right. So Torin. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. And finding finding artists at that time. Now, it's a story you told me a while back. It was an R&B artist that was downstairs from the studio on an open mic. Right? Yeah. Now, open mics. Open mics. Now, a nigga wouldn't even attend the open mic. Well, we didn't right. go there to attend the open mic. It was hat. We knew it was an open mic there. We just wanted to go take a break from being in the studio, and it just so happened that they was doing the open mic down there. That's why we went. But wow. we didn't go there to go find an artist. We went down there to go drink and smoke. Wow. And while we're doing that, they got an open mic going on. Why not? And then. Carl Thomas on an open mic. Now yeah. bust it. It gets better. It gets better. <laughs> it, gets, it gets better. Yeah. So right. So so y'all y'all go down there to smoke and drink. Yeah. And niggas go to the open mic just because it's, it's going on. Niggas right. stay. Fuck it. Carl Thomas is singing at the open. Yeah. So after that, it, I think it was you said it was you and Half. Me and me and Stevie. You and Stevie. Me and Stevie. Stevie. <laughs> Niggas love We love Stevie Jordan. Jordan Stevie Jordan We love Stevie Legend. Jordan Sending the kid <laughs> Right Like the kid. So Y'all niggas looked at each other like I'm sure Like yo, What the fuck Now the room stopped mm. Chicks around Niggas is blazing We drinking You know Champagne And all that's mm. going on You know and Somebody's on stage saying, eh, Another person going eh. All of a sudden You hear his voice Come on Just It was like the movie Just the scene Just stopped 
and it was like smoke coming off the stage, and we looking at each other like, like you know, everybody, you know what I mean? Did he know y'all was there? No. Damn. That lucky motherfucker. Hey. Huh? Do me a favor. Can you, can you come upstairs? We right next door. Come meet everybody. We'd like to, yeah, you know. Next thing you know, that nigga's singing on one of my records right there. He he wrote it right there. The world is filled with pimps and hoes. Hmm. Right then and there. Let's just talk about those I know. Now, mind you. This this is the, I love this shit. Give me goosebumps. I love this story. I love this story. No, no, no. But peep it. But peep it. Peep it. Now, mind you, we working on Biggie's album. Biggie don't like that beat. He ain't in love with it. Get better. Get better. Just wait. He ain't in love with it. He ain't in love with it. Me and, you know, Puff loves it. I love it. I made it. So trying to force it down his throat. No homo. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so every session, you know, before he came, I'd throw that shit up. He'd come in. That shit would be down. The engineer had to put a new two-inch up because he was like, I ain't fucking with it. So Puff's like, yo, Dot, you might not, this song might not make it if, you know, you know, we, you know, when Biggie's working on other shit. So I was like, ah, oh, man, I gotta figure this out. So when the nigga <clears throat> call came and the world is filled with pimps and hoes. Now I give it to B.I.G. He's like, oh, why you ain't say something, nigga? When the Remy's in the system. Right. But it took the hook. It took the vibration it to, life. to bring it to life. Because mm-hmm. sometimes the beat sometimes ain't overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I will admit, some beats just don't overwhelm niggas. Right. But the song does. Mm. That's some producer talk. That's a fact. This is my sensei. Yeah, you know what I mean? Bendy. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Word. Word. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying? So that was that moment right there. Yeah, Carl T. I yeah. fucking love yo. Yeah. You, see, you see what I mean? That was Carl Thomas' first joint on... on. Yeah. Come mm. on, man. Come on, man. That was his introduction see, see, that, to they the going, world. They're going crazy right now. None of them knew Yeah, they're going crazy? None of them knew that. Go crazy. <laughs> go crazy. Get stupid. <laughs> go crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Right, fucking with Papa, man. Now, now, look, you. If if anybody knows and been in the room with that, we're gonna do a part. Remember, we got. Oh, we doing this in parts. Your man gotta hit the highway. Yeah, nah, nah. We doing (laughs) dot 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 the sensei. Is we doing this shit in parts? Yeah, this we is, got to because my 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 I'm three my, my big brother in. is I'm a three series. De- I'm three decades in, man. He, we we gotta go back to the nineties. That shit, that shit like the Jack, that shit like the original Amer- Jackson Five, the American Dream. You know, the movie that shit had like five parts. Should have five parts. That's that's yeah, my that's my D that shit. We'll be back. Right, you but, better make the right? bad boy movie. <laughs> But wait, but wait, 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 but wait, but wait, but wait, 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 but niggas need to wait, 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 he had two more. Oh, no, he can't I, cut me out, nigga. Yeah. I got all the singles. He got all the singles. What the fuck is he talking about? Cut who white and shit? You can't. That's when I get on my own dick. I'm, I'm a real sorry, humble nigga. I'm yeah. a real <laughs> humble nigga. But I definitely could get on my dick with yeah, that, yeah, nigga. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I definitely. You know, and I'm not going to do it. I'm saying I could. I have the ability to I'm jump on right. my own dick at any so, point in so, time. So, right. You so, getting all this, homie? <laughs> yeah. So, right. So, right. Before, before that get out of here, right. This is this is a segue into the next episode when you, when you come back. So, you're a funny nigga. Where, 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 where? <laughs> you're a funny nigga. You're a funny nigga. Just naturally, nigga, I love being around you because I know I'm going to laugh a thousand times. I don't think he knows now, inspiration for me, but go ahead, man. Now, Appreciate that. Skits on rap albums. When I was a kid... I like certain skits. Certain skits after the Mad Rapper, I loved. Like I loved when the Locks was doing the J All that funny shit was was hilarious. The Mad Rapper was the template. It was a character. Like it was a recurring character that was just like, if if the Mad Rapper 
pops up is like you you wanted you read into it. Yeah, I was yeah. platinum. You fucking read into it. Yeah. For one, you wasn't doing that for nobody else other than the legends, right? So you couldn't have that. So well, a, a couple people got the 50, Jermaine, 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 Jermaine. Yeah, Dupree, but legends 50, still yeah, legends. Yeah, 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 they yeah, legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking but legends. Then it wasn't. I, I get it. They all right, right, right. Legends, legends. I mean, for those for those two people, we going. That's on part two. But coming with the mass with the mad rapper, where the fuck did that come from? Well, first of all, shout out to Prince Paul, De La Soul, Richard Pryor, Red Fox, because mm-hmm. that was <laughs> how I grew up. You know what I'm saying? San Francisco. Um, Prince, the De La Soul album, Three Feet High and Rising, for me is one of my top favorite all-time albums just because them niggas didn't give a fuck what you thought. Uh. That was an example of fuck our A&R. Mm. If there is one, he got to be on board with us. You know what I'm saying? And the skits, the albums were A&R'd by them and their producer, Prince Paul. So... I studied that as a movie to say, okay, now what could I do in order, you know, it was it was Puff's idea to make commercials. For the movie. For the movie. <laughs> let's, let's take a commercial break. Okay, well, I got one. Over here, coach. I got one. These niggas is hating on us. We were sitting in the room, and back then, <laughs> back then... Niggas is hating. You act like you <laughs> right, right, so I'm saying we in the room, and back then, you know, we ain't got cell phones, so the, the, the uh, what's the name? The uh, front desk person got to call into the room, right. you know, to come in, you know. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> and that's back in the days when videos, you like knew this, when they were coming on, they were scheduled and premieres were happening. Mm-hmm. Yo, Tupac's video is about to come on. Mm. We all in the room. We got, you know, you've been to daddy's house, you of know, course. over the, the TV yeah. over the booth, so mm-hmm. we could all see it and shit. Hit him up, come on. Niggas is like, nah. Nah. No, get the, this is how y'all seen hit him up together? Yeah. Like, so the reception is called in, like, yo, they about to play the video. Well, we, we know what to... time is Vim TV coming, right, you know, right, right, video. Right. Oh, hey, the video about to come on, you know, you announced it. There was announcing it. Just like on the radio. It was a premiere. It was a premiere. Like that. Right, right, right. So we getting ready to watch this video, and the niggas is in there like, Who's in there? Look at the whole squad in there. The whole squad is in there. Puff, Big, everybody. See, everybody. What the fuck did Papa say when he saw that? How did he feel? He had to be, he a Brooklyn nigga. He had to be on a million and and 50. That's where, that's where when when I saw the Drake beefs and all that, Mm -hmm. your man, that's not us. Mm. Like, we can't, come back this way that's not us mm. we too sexy over here for our shirts <clears throat> we sexy for our shirts over here <laughs> sexy for my shirts yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. we getting money you yeah, right? yeah, right. yeah that ain't that ain't our flavor so we gonna pull back all the way son I got an idea coach oh, let me try something please begging I grabbed the front desk girl. Her real name was Shay. That was her real name. Wow. Shout out Trevin Jones, that was his real name. That's actually Puff's cousin. He was the, one of the studio managers. I grabbed him in. So I got an idea. We're going to do an interview. And I'm going to hate on Bad Boy. I'm going to hate on him. Because that's what's happening. Niggas is hating on us. Hmm. I know it's not going to be all the way effective the way we'd like to. Because we used to... <laughs> Because right, right. we have them, we have them niggas. <clears throat> right, here right, with right, us. right. You know Facts. what we do have, but we can't be overt with it. Mm. That's just not our flavor. We don't fuck up the money. We we, we, we reactionary, right? But smart in a smart way. Mm. So that's what inspired the Matt rapper. We can end it on that, and we were to be continued. Like that's what got me started and got us started was seeing that video. But it also right. said before the bleh, 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 bleh. but it also said we doing something right. 
Because mm. if these niggas took time to do that, we on our way, nigga. Buckle up, nigga. It's on. Fasten your seat belts. It is on. That's how we felt. And on that note, I'm so glad we had this time together. Yo. Oh, look, 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 look. I usually sing, I usually sing Frank Sinatra before I go. But you know, I'm not going to leave y'all yet. Yo, my my sense so ain't going, but I'm going to chill for a little right bit. Now? Yo, look, man. I'm going to tell you something about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you something go about ahead, yourself. Let's clap it up for the team, though. Let's clap it up. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. You, you get a B plus this episode. You did very good. You know, I, <laughs> you did very good. Thank you. You did you know very what I'm saying? good. Like, we, I told part, the people. I can't wait for part two. I told the people because the people was like, "Man, show came on his shit today." Oh, that's what they saying. I said, "Finally, I ain't gonna hold you." I said, "Finally," but I sat back and I let you do your thing. Listen, What's, man. All right, before you fuck it up, what's the stupid shit you say? Curls for the girls, waves for the babes, naps for the hood rats. Show Broadway, ho. We got Diddy Dot, Smoke Dizza, Personal right. Party, Cheer. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.